everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast and by god it's a long time since I've said that. <laughs> it's good to be back. Uh, my name is Aid, and I will be one of your hosts for this evening and we have a super special guest as well. Uh, first off uh, my co-host Graham, the delightful Graham who I understand has, has been learning how to launch the show in my absence these many months. <laughs> This is great. I have to say, I'm really excited to be here. It's what, the uh, 2nd of February 2017, I think it must be. And I'm feeling really good that the next few years are going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We've time warped. It's magic. Uh, that's the twilight zone isn't it what's the time what's the noise for making never mind i don't know the noise for time travel unless it's the doctor who tardis and i can't do that one that's what i'll sound like either the engine if i try and make a tardis noise on the bright side though at least as, as i'm getting to the video feed the the, the the shapes your face made then whilst doing the um either the engine sound were pretty good can I just say, mate, if it's 2017 where you live, mm-hmm. surely you could go out and get a better haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, lockdown has had no effect on my personal grooming. <laughs> no effect at all. It was this bad before. It remains a status quo. Yes. Neither positive. Now, now I've got now I've got a mental image of you and Sinead sitting on the sofa watching the Bake Off with her picking for nits through your hair like a chimpanzee or something. Listen, it is not. I don't think I've quite got the point where it's nits, but it is not uncommon for for me to be sort of sat at home and just bits of twigs or leaves to fall out of my hair like that <laughs> happens on the rig. I get into trouble if I, if I've been at work and I've been wearing boots to work, and then I I kind of come and forget. And where the my trousers kind of get turned up inside my boots, and then I'll walk around the house, and I'll just be shedding debris everywhere. Just, it's great. Sinead loves it. She's a big fan. Oh, the happy days, happy days. I'm like, stick All right, the well, there we, Anyway, anyway, we digress, which is good because because uh, I don't think we have a main topic today. <laughs> but uh, other than other than um, our, our super special guest, so uh, contractually we have to introduce this next person. <laughs> As a, a as a, a, a what would you call an artist extraordinaire, I think it says in the brief. Now, very um, and of course, I am talking about friend of the show and sometimes to be found down an undisclosed hole in Scotland. It is Cyrus Dale. Cy, mate, it's been so long. I know. Thanks, thanks, guys, for having me on. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, obviously, uh, I guess it's no reflection on myself how there's only the two of you guys (laughs) you you really cleared out the decks like a dose of strong laxative you've cleared out all the rest of the hosts in no time it's just tea like yeah you two Mm. Uh, but no thanks so much for having me on um and yeah you're right i can often be found down a hole and i have spent a long time down said holes um (laughs) Some of the stuff I can actually talk to you about tonight, and some of the stuff I, I, yeah, I should have covered like before the show because there's some exciting things happening. But, um, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, so it's been a long time, at least since you and I speak spoke, and I guess since you've mm-hmm. been on the show, as you say. So, yeah. like, tell us just generally how, how you've been. How, how's life for you? Yeah, uh, it's it's been it's been a bit rough, really. I guess um, since sort of lockdown. Um, yeah, it's um, it's kind of been all changed, really. Um, been through a lot, and um, now just sort of coming out of um, some sort of 
deep dark places I guess um and now I'm completely able to shoot uh, wet plate rather competently which has been I guess the biggest sort of achievement um of of this this sort of last year um other than that it's been pretty terrible <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're pretty isolated where you are anyway you you live in a rural location up in the arse end of Scotland um yeah. so when lockdown happened and when everything closed down that must have really impacted you where you were and your ability to see and do the any of the stuff that you wanted to um was it because i'm guessing work probably continued for you in some way because of what you do right so yeah it's um in in terms of sort of photography um obviously all of all of the wedding shoots and you know portraiture short shoots were uh, either binned or postponed to the point at which they've been postponed again and again and again um you know recently um so i i lost a just just a hell of a lot of income from from that alone um and so so sort of relied on health and safety and fire mm. sort of consultancy um and and doing some sort of dodgy <laughs> rope access sort of danger money jobs as well where i could pick them up um that we won't go into um, <laughs> um but um but but yeah i mean I, I was literally having to take any work um you know sort of whatever it was um unfortunately i didn't sort of you know qualify for any kind of furlough or or any sort of support um but yeah, just through one loophole and another, I didn't really qualify for stuff. So, um, so yeah, I was hit really sort of severely financially. Um, and then obviously, you know, the sort of mental health side of it really started to impact when, um, you know, my relationship sort of broke down with my fiance at the time. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much in the first sort of couple of months of, of, of lockdown, really. Um, yeah, so I, I really spiralled, to be honest. Um, but um, but what it did force me to do was to sort of meet everything head on. Um, I just didn't have any other option. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess long story short, I had, I had booked in some sort of counselling with a with a guy that I felt a, a really sort of close link to, um, a guy called Will Everett, um, who's like a you know a hypnotherapist and a life coach, and we this this is only sort of in the last sort of two to three months, but um, what a difference! And I think looking back to the start of lockdown, and yeah, what I've been through and what I've what I've come through and developed, um, it's it's just kind of amazing really to sort of look at where I where I'm at now and and yeah the the plates that I've turned out and this kind of this the series that have that have turned out and you know been published a few times as well on on the theme of this sort of mental health and mental collodion so um I, I'm actually feeling really really positive at this point um but you know looking at the sort of local community and and where we are with everything up here, there's just there's tons more to do, and we're, we're just not out of the not out of the shit yet. Nope. Um, with the wet plate site, is this something that you'd started down the road of 
before lockdown or is this something that you developed an interest in or turned to during 2020? So um, I think the first time that I'd seen Plate was with uh, Keith Moss when we had done sort of a a road trip together. Um, He had come back up. Uh, We'd done sort of Dapper Dan, you know, the dark green van and all the rest of it. And we had gone out to, you know, I think it was one of Keith's first shots as well. And it was a shot of um, Izzy, you know, Isaac, my son. Um, And, you know, I think I was in it as well. I can't quite remember, but we went out into a forest and, you know, we had we had both camper vans on the go and, you know, it's bloody freezing and not optimum conditions. Um, And, yeah, Keith had shot... um, uh, a sort of, I think it was a, a four by five um, glass wet plate, and um, it was just insane. It blew my mind. And then nothing else happened for a few months, you know, uh, maybe even longer than that. Um, and then it was always sort of at the sort of, I don't know, forefront of my mind to actually start picking this up and ordering chemicals and doing all the rest of it. Because as you know, I was shooting large format, you know, paper negs and all that sort of stuff anyway. Um, But I'd never shot collodion. So um, I would say maybe a month to two months before um, COVID started really kicking off, um, I I had ordered chemicals. and I think maybe the first month of lockdown, I'd ordered um, the other bits and bobs, like, you know, the peripherals that I, I needed, like, you know, a, a a sort of a dark tent that was basically like a, a cannabis grow tent <laughs> that you could get online that does exactly the same stuff as you want for a for wet plate. Um, so that's, that's a handy <laughs> life hack for people and coincidentally the 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 lights that i ordered were also the same as, as... <laughs> coincidentally the plants you've got growing in the background look and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man um and then yeah so i you know i guess pretty much the first sort of six weeks of of covid was was when i started really getting getting my shit together with it. Um, yeah, so anybody walking past the garage would have seen this kind of aluminium lined garage with like a tent with grow lights in it and all sorts. <laughs> but you know, we don't get many visitors up here, so it's fine, isn't it? I was gonna say, did you become inexplicably suddenly very popular? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all, the, all the locals just, you know, were, were around all the time. By that, you could say that, right, that, so so you've been doing this seriously then at this point for maybe nine, ten months? Yeah, yeah. So, so tell me, because I'm quite, I'm, I, I haven't heard uh, about this yet, so so tell me uh, about Mental Collodion. <laughs> okay, so Mental Collodion was kind of born out of um, the immersive sort of process that I, that I sort of got involved with in terms of um, shooting self-portraits, really. Um, Because obviously in lockdown, you know, um, relationship had broken down, um, nobody to shoot, really. So um, I started um, doing very, very long hours in in the 
the leaky wet garage that that I had at the time um with these lights and this this crappy little tent um and yeah I mean oh god I wish I'd have taken some video of it now because I was literally sitting in this this tent you know with my head against the sort of back wall I had no sort of supports for anything at all you know to sort of immobilize me and they all looked like bloody coffin shots um <laughs> <laughs> and essentially that's kind of nearly what they were because I was bloody on the edge I tell you um but but yeah it, it the sort of the 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 process of 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 getting an image on a plate was probably what got me through the first couple of months um you know when Isaac wasn't here um you know so in in the week that I didn't have Isaac, I would literally just be out in in the garage, um, you know, for for ridiculous hours, bloody freezing, and um, was just starting to make some sort of progress. Um, and yeah, I I didn't really like looking at the the plates because they were so brutal um, and kind of honest um, and very exposing and. I don't know. It, it, yeah, I, I, it's only now that I can actually look at some of the plates. Um, and essentially, one of the first plates I shot, um, I've only just published um, on the feed. And it's it's one with the sort of chain around my neck and it's all scratched up. And, you know, technically, um, you can see that it's not a very proficient sort of plate. However, um, it, it kind of just looks amazing from that point of view because it is so raw and um, and, and, and honest. So then <clears throat> I thought this is quite a cathartic kind of process for for me. A, it's taking up a lot of time. Um, B, a lot of energy, and y- you know it's really sort of focusing um, that that kind of side of me that that, that needs that you know, that project going on that, that's, that's absolutely a bit, you know, well, really, really difficult to achieve anything at, you know, uh, you know, complete sort of struggle. Um, so, so I just kept shooting myself basically um, and gained a lot of knowledge in terms of lighting and distance from light um, and, and sort of use of aperture, um, you, you know, oh, just, building cameras but to, to fit different lenses you know you know the whole thing was just really really um immersive and you know i, I literally didn't do anything else for a long time you know um it, it, it sounds like it's the kind of um hole for one of a better words that for one thing you you could only go into in that way at a time like this when everything else has gone away otherwise there's no way you could have dedicated your time to it like that but also from the way you're describing it, it, it sounds like also exactly the kind of hole that you wanted to and needed to kind of climb into and wrap around you in all of its um, complexity and involvement and everything like that to insulate you from what was going on as well. It, it, it doesn't sound as though doing this with a more straightforward process would have been enough for you at the time. No, you're 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 exactly, you know, uh, bang on. It was um, yeah, it was a horrendous time, and you know, with one thing knocking on to the other, um, 
yeah, I, you know, I just was in a really, really, really tough place. Um, stuff with previous, you, you know, mental health issues came up. Um, and I realized that I hadn't actually dealt with stuff and I, I still haven't dealt with it a hundred percent. And, you know, very imminently, I aim to sort of knock that on the head. Um, and we'll talk about the, the, the next sort of project, um, in a bit, but, um, but yeah, that, you know, it was just so much stuff going on and it was so negative. Um, but I desperately, desperately wanted to sort of claw my way out of it all. Um, and I just had to sort of just get in, just get in that shitty garage and just keep pounding away at at, uh, at the plates. You know, um, I was absolutely skint as well. So you know, a wet plate is just it's not it's not a cheap thing to to sort of get into. You know, you can do it on the fly. You can you can get the chems and all the rest of it. But you know, when when certain places are shut down, you you, you maybe can't get the chems. So then you can't shoot um yeah you know and you have to be to an extent you have to be really really technical with it i mean a lot of people will say you have to be super super technical blah 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 you know temperature everything has got to be perfect but i've never been like that i never will be um i think there's a lot of it about finding your own way with your chemicals and temperatures and and what works best because you can get some gnarly results by not following certain books and and all the rest of it but you have to try um and then get a feel for things so you know not only was going in the garage and working non-stop you know from from a technical point of view really good but from an experimental point of view it was, it was also really good um you know, so, so I, oh God, I reckon I must be about four grand in in chemicals and plates oh, since I started. Wow! I really you hope that this marijuana growing is going well for you, Simon. Bloody needs to, isn't it? <laughs> um, can we yeah. can we talk about because we we've talked about the mental collodion and the fact that you're doing this on wet plate, but and and mm. obviously the fact that to begin with, at least it's pictures of you and and you can't describe what they were but could you talk more in detail about how these pictures represent you and, and how it's expanded from there and it's representing other people and and like what you're doing with this series because i mean i, I, I know that you've got this on your instagram feed at the moment haven't you you're sharing stuff mm. on there and i don't know if there's anywhere else people can go to look at this stuff yeah so when I started to sort of realize that I, I had ability and I was turning out good stuff, um, you know, um, I started to think, you know, this has helped me. This, this process of, of self-portrait, you setting a shot up, doing the cams, you know, um, even down to sort of breathing and mindfulness and making sure you're not moving or if you do want to move, moving in the right way for the for the amount of sort of milliseconds that you want it's 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 all sort of encompassing this thing that is really kind of mindful um so i thought right well maybe i'm onto something here um i'll offer it to to somebody that i know is is struggling um and we'll we'll see how we go with it you know so um when um I think one of one of the shots I did was sort of representing 
again being mindful and well i guess that the plate is is not being mindful actually it's you know you've, you've you're basically sort of torn in two you're looking one way and you're looking the other and there's no sort of centered sort of um sort of being you know um you know and there was a lot of sort of plates in there that were representing sort of you know your demons and the the dominance of you, you know your sort of inner demons and things like this and, and who's in control and so i was using a lot of double exposure multiple exposures um and they definitely sort of lend themselves to this sort of theme or, or many themes of, of mental health you know so you've got paranoia um if you have anxiety of the you know what's going to happen in the future especially now um you know so are you looking forward you know depression are you looking in the past um or are you actually mindful and 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 present in the future sort of you know in in the in the now um so these these plates were sort of really sort of hitting home with a few people um and again, a, a lot of people that had suffered with sort of similar um, incidents to, to myself with PTSD and, you know, um, working on loved ones or losing loved ones or, or something of that sort of magnitude, people really sort of connected with um, and started getting in touch. So um, when COVID allowed it, I, I did some studio shoots um, with some very sort of close close friends you know very very close friends um and th the whole sort of process really seemed to help them calm them down and also be able to sort of look at the plate um and sort of envisage themselves encapsulated in that kind of plate in that moment whatever that moment sort of looked like and and then they're able to sort of think well okay it's it's okay to to be like that and it's okay to look like that um and you know we sort of recognized that that state that i was in or they were in as as a temporary thing and you know it's okay to be like that and we can move on uh in in terms of being a bit more positive and a bit more sort of inspired to sort of be different um and be better and be well and you know practice sort of self self-care and and, and self-love as opposed to the sort of shit that we've been through you know which is something that oh i've i've only like this year just just been able to do and i guess one of the the plates well it's a series of three plates actually um but one you know that that sort of last plate is is me essentially it's a double exposure me sort of embracing myself and um that was really it for me and I thought that was going to be the end of the series you know um but uh, since then I've, I've had another few thoughts but positive thoughts um but that plate was 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 basically inspired by um by Will you know uh, Will Everett the you know my sort of therapist um and he said look you've got you've got to sort of be okay with yourself you've got to um you know stop pushing yourself in a negative you know stop punishing yourself basically you know know that you're okay and you know just just be okay with that um so that's when i shot that so i thought right you know i'm onto something there's there's a lot of positivity that could come out of this even though when you look at maybe the mental collodion feed on instagram what you see is 
on the surface it's a lot of like oh you know shit that's that's a really raw image but even having said that you know people are still messaging saying i really connect with that that's exactly how i feel um glad to know that somebody sort of you know shot shot that so honestly um you know and now we're sort of because of lockdown again um i sort of had to think out of the box and i thought right i have to make this this process available in this time and there's no better way to do that than more or less the way that you, you guys are talking to me now you know via online you know why can't you shoot a wet plate of of of, of somebody online I mean, it's bloody difficult for a start. Down the cable. Yeah, it's really difficult. Um, so I, I started sort of experimenting with that a couple of weeks ago and I've been really successful. And again, you know, um, Shane uh, Balkowicz had done something similar Um as well with with marcus and it just got me thinking that look you know it is a victorian kind of era uh technology but why can't we why can't we make it available in in this time of lockdown and especially from the mental collodion side of things you know why can't i shoot a plate of somebody um you know from a digital um not so much an image. I, I don't really want to go down that sort of road of like, yeah, you send me a digital image or, you know, or I have it on the monitor. I still want to do that, that session. So um, with Will, I shot Will for about 90 seconds and we were able to turn out two really good plates. Um, and, you know, that was just with, with, with shit lighting um, and um, boosted sort of contrast on my big monitor for for ninety seconds, and you know, do you know what we got an image? It's it does look different from a um, a person to person thing, but the process is still the same, you know, um, if not harder. So that that's kind of what I'm I'm looking to do next. Okay, so so let me just, so just make sure I've understood that. So you. Mm. Or you link up online with somebody uh, and you have a big monitor and you, you you stick all the dials on the monitor up to 11. Yeah, granny volume, basically. It's like, you know, your stranger things is through the roof volume. Um, um, but yeah, so so that's essentially it. So the first, the first plate that I did with Will was just, yeah, it was soft. It wasn't like punchy. You know, you guys know how I shoot. It's like black white and nothing in between and you know super punchy um and and that's kind of what i was sort of aiming for so you know with the help of a bit more sort of targeted lighting from will's side um and boosting the contrast and and brightness on the monitor um we were able to get like a you know a fairly acceptable image um so you're directing the work with the light to make sure that you know that, that there's sufficient light in the right yeah. places, make the image come out and, and what happened. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I mean, Will at the time, you know, he's in London, and and I said, mate, shit, have you got any torches or anything like that that you can <laughs> like aim at yourself, um, just just to sort of you know, because it's it's a completely different kettle of fish. You're not shooting with with flash. You, you know you're just 
working with the continuous light that is um, whatever they can sort of muster up. And then that somehow gets translated into sort of digital form. Um, and and then you focus in on a monitor that's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. But the connection between myself and the sitter is pretty much the same because we're, we're still doing everything you know real time and we're still talking and you know we're building up that sort of relationship as well um you know and i'm still sort of directing a little bit um you, you know in terms of lighting um and and remaining sort of stable in terms of movement so you know th there's not a lot that's really different it is bloody difficult um but you know it's it's doable and it's i think i really feel that it's necessary you know um so so yeah it's interesting that you say about the fact that you want to do it like that and not just get um a digital image sent that you then make a a um because i think uh, when we talked to Shane back in August, I think it was, and I know you've spoken to Shane a lot. I know you've, he, he's helped yeah. a lot with what you're doing. One yeah. of the things that we talked about um, with his photography is the fact that because of the way that you take, because of the process, I think wet plate photography captures people in a unique way, not just because of the medium, but because of how long the medium takes to work. The fact that nobody can hold an artificial pose for the length of time you need to to have a wet plate image taken so you do get a, a, a true image you can't sit there smiling because otherwise it looks horrible and, and fake and forced by the time it comes out um, yeah absolutely so you do get a, a really and you, you couldn't do that any other way um, mm -hmm. it, it's I think I mean I think it's fantastic the fact that you're managing to take pictures over the internet is fantastic and and the images that you've got of Will they, I mean they look they look great. I think it's one of the nice things that, given the um, the, what you know, the, the fact where you're going with this stuff, and the fact you've, got, as you said, you've done a lot of double exposures and all sorts of kind of that, you're not you're not going for a perfect image anyway. That's not what you're looking for. And distress and move and and um, contortions and stuff like that in the image actually are additive. A bit like when we were talking last week to. Um, Nikki, like about her work, and yeah. kind of along a similar line of this thing of where twenty twenty put her. That actually clean, sharp, nice work is just not what she was looking for either. It's twenty twenty has affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways, but also a lot of people in quite a similar way. Quite a lot of similar darkness coming through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's moody, um, mm. and yeah, you're right in what you're saying. A lot of a lot of the the sort of the feelings and emotions and states of mind that you're able to sort of capture on a wet plate, I think can only be sort of captured on wet plate in in that sense. Um, I mean, the other thing is, I did I did shoot um, my pal uh, like well um, when was it? Oh God, I can't remember when it was, but again, um, I shot my pal um, Al. Um, and his sort of, the testimonial that he sort of came back with was, it was like he was looking at his true self. Um, and, and that really moved me because, you know, he's been through, oh God, a shit ton of stuff. Um, 
And for him to say that he's able to sort of maybe reconnect with himself, um, you know, that that's pretty powerful stuff. Um, and, you know, that, that was, that's four seconds of his life that's captured in silver and light, um, which is bloody remarkably fast for wet play. Mm. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, it's, 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 that's it. It's done. Um, and it, and he, he, he can hold his plate and, and feel positive about the experience and positive about himself. So, mm. you know, yeah, in some ways it is because everything's coming through, and I know you were saying with some of the stuff that you you can kind of you are can you can take something that which is very much inside you uh, and bring it out and look at it. It's a bit like people say sometimes about oh you know write if you're feeling angry about something write a letter write it don't send it but write it you get it out of you and to be yes. able to have it there and look at it and accept that it. That is part of you, but it is also not all of you because you can look at it there and recognise it. That does seem, it seems really, really helpful. I mean, uh, you know, I think to any, I don't know, but to anybody, but to to people who have issues like this and who, it, it sounds like it's helping people. It sounds it's like it sounds like it really helped you for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the biggest things that I've learned recently is that the, these shit times and really you know when when you are feeling negative you know you have to just kind of realize look you know that's a temporary thing it's a temporary feeling it's a temporary state of mind you're not always going to feel like that so just experience that that feeling with curiosity um or whatever else and move on you know mm. it's a lot of it is for me is is breathing and and being mindful and it's uh, god it's taken so much effort for me to sort of practice mindfulness um and and sort of being you know grateful for for stuff um but once you put that work in it got it just pays off like tenfold you know um so and I don't think I would have got so deep into my understanding of my own sort of psyche and, you know, my my sort of background and all the shit that's happened if if I didn't spend so much time in the shitty garage at the start <laughs> of lockdown, you know, because um, I mean, God, it was it was I nearly swore then, you know, like proper swear. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was it was bloody brutal honestly you know um god honestly um but but thankfully you know i mean you know uh, we were speaking at the at the start of things before we started recording there graham about you know i think essentially the sort of first month of lockdown and i i had just started watching um uh, shane's documentary which is immense and you know, I, I I didn't even finish watching it, um, and I thought, Do you know what, I'm 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 phoning this dude because um, <laughs> not in a really crazy stalker way or anything <laughs> no, like no, that. No, no, not at all. No, no. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I thought, right, I need to speak to this guy um, because I felt like a, a really amazing sort of connection with him. And uh, thankfully, picked up the phone, um, and yeah, we 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 had a good video chat for a little while, and 
he sort of gave me the kick up the ass to sort of really keep going with 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 it in the early days um and you know you see his studio these days you know it's it's completely different from 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 how he started and and where he started um and and that's something that is is really sort of you know a big lesson to me that he said look don't imagine me in in my studio with all these you know all singing or dancing things you know picture me how I started and and that's kind of where you are just now um but you can do this so yeah I I just got stuck in really Mm. so uh, I mean it clearly yeah you're you're approaching the 10,000 hours thing aren't you by the sound of it um uh, and I'd say I you know I have a str- at this point in the conversation. I have a strong emotional image of what it's like to be in that garage. But yeah, <laughs> but, but there is a bit in my mind, right? That that's looking at the background in your video there and all the goodies and toys and stuff like that that that, that you've got there. So yeah. you know, can, uh, give us the the the, uh, the the steps, the process, the playing around. You got you got a ton of lights there, so you know. <laughs> You know, and and you were talking earlier on about you know playing with the, the, the learning about light and learning the distance that the lights have to be and stuff like that. So yeah, t- tell us a little bit. How, how do you set up for this? How you know what's the process you go through? You know that sort of thing. So okay, so a lot of people have asked um, and and sort of been messaging about look, how do you get your eyes so sharp if it's a self portraits? And you know, a few people are saying. Well, you, you, you must have somebody doing the lens cap for you because otherwise there'd be like camera shake and you know how how there must be somebody focusing on your eyes when you're sat you know you know with your with your neck support on and all the rest of it and i'm saying no it's it's piss easy (laughs) all you need to do is calculate where your eyes are going to be in terms of you know um so so essentially all i do is um, Thank God, it's, it's, it's really easy all you have to do is calculate where your eyes are going to be oh if i'd known that before <laughs> si crikey i've been nailing it all the time <laughs> right if you if you've got your head pinned right, Generally just right measure the depth of your head i guess have you that is essentially it yeah so um i didn't even go to that depth to be honest i couldn't be asked doing that um, so <laughs> Like if if you were gonna put this out on video, it'd be hilarious. But um, anyway, so essentially, what I did was I got the curtain pole that Dave used that that, that Dave was walking off the cliffs with in you know very much weather. Um, I found that in the garage and I thought, oh, that's the, that's just the right size that is. So um, I put a piece of um, electrical insulation tape around it at the 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 height of my eyes, you know. Um, and then I taped it to to the seat where where I thought my eyes were going to be. Um, I focus on that stick, um, and then I take that stick away. You know, having locked everything off on the camera, and then the lens cap goes on um, with a piece of climbing cord. Um, and then I sit with that in my hand, um, get ready. You know, obviously pull the dart slide, do all that sort of stuff. Sit there. And then, so with 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 the most of the lighting that you see behind me, so it's a it's a combination of four continuous lights, uh, two two really sort of big strong ones, two smaller ones, um, and you know most of the flashes there. I think what there's I don't know four or five flashes there. Um, 
so I'll, I'll sort of use them for sort of targeted light. And then um, normally what I'll go for is, you know, um, four seconds. And then on the sort of fourth second, um, I'll, I'll hit the test button, which will trigger all the flashes. Um, and then I'll, I'll just have to literally jump up and pull a dark cloth over the lens and then put the put the lens cap on underneath the dark cloth put the dark slide back in and go and dev it um so that's like literally a rear curtain sink there like you've, <laughs> yeah you've, you've just, and your flash is just before you pull the curtain over the lens <laughs> yeah that, that that's honestly that's that's that is it in a nutshell and you pull um, the lens cap off with a bit of string Say again, eh? You, uh, you, say again, you, you have a bit of rope attached to the lens cap to pull it off when you're in position. Yeah, but you have to do a twist and pull. With a rope? So, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So look, look, look at my finger. Okay, okay I'm looking. <laughs> it, it's literally that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, even that, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a silly point to bring up, but it's not really because... If there's any camera shake, you've you've just wrecked it, haven't you? Unless your flash is really really powerful, but um, but yeah. So the, the the cord will go at the top. I'll just put the the lens cap just teetering on the edge, and then yeah. So, but I mean, it all it it took so long to sort of, I guess I don't know. I d I don't want to say perfect, but sort of nearly get get right. <laughs> yeah. How many plates uh, did you? How how many plates were there that were just like okay straight in the recycling bin for glass? Shit tons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I actually went into the garage yesterday uh, to start the motorbike up, and then I was like, oh, this 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 is where I used to put all plates and stuff, and so I didn't bother even cleaning them or you know finishing them off or anything. And this I reckon there's probably about thirty plates in there that are just like you just manky build a greenhouse for your marijuana um, operation you've got going on <laughs> so the, the, these are um these are black aluminium types oh. um, but you know sort of recently i've i've been building other sort of film holders oh let me show you this this will make you help this make you laugh um so I'm, I'm using all the sort of old aluminium to build this sort of stuff so this is a an intrepid um 810 reducing back into a into a 57 um and i don't know if you can see the velcro mm -hmm. <laughs> around it but... oh yeah 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 perfect and it's uh, it's a sanded down bit of glass with a belt sander you know which is definitely akin to to me because I, I don't have patience to be building shit that actually goes together well um just use duct tape and, and velcro. velcro perfect but, you know there's no light leaks there's nothing mm. so i guess if 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 people are sort of wanting to get stuck in and, and start out then you, you can do it you what, know what i'm not really selling myself as a professional here i don't I, know but... i i think the best professionals that we've ever got to speak to are, are people who solve the problems rather than go and look for a way to buy a way for the problems to go away i think it's a different approach isn't it because if, if you can solve a problem yourself you can solve any problem whereas well, if you... yeah that's it i mean to get into you know vintage cameras that are in decent nick and of a decent size you you you're like four grand or more sometimes um especially to have them made as well you know so i would i'd love to to have one made 
Um, and I'd love to have the sort of patience to make my own, you know, proper all singing, all dancing thing. But do you know what? I'd, I'd rather keep shooting plates and um, and getting content out there with, with shitty cameras. So, you know, <laughs> that's it's, it. It's, it's actually, it's a refreshing point of view yeah, because the, there's so, so many of us get distracted and I definitely include myself in that. I, I've been through a whole process of distraction over the years. And, and, you know, you end up thinking, well, when was the last time I actually made an image of any kind? Uh, yeah. Even, even, even Graham has put a camera on eBay recently. So I mm -hmm. heard. Yeah. Or was that yeah. just a minute? No, no, it's true. I did do it. I did do it. Yeah. I looked at that camera and went, oh, there, this camera needs to be released into the wild before it rots in my own, in my own uh, <laughs> bag. So it's like, no, okay, it's got to go. Um, was it poisoned with something? Or? No, no. I, well, it was po I made the mistake. Here's a, pro tip to any here's a not pro tip here's a burks tip to any listeners if you're gonna store cameras away that you're not actively using don't leave them in their ever ready cases because some of those hold moisture <laughs> next to the camera and um and it's fine like the camera's fine it's a lovely little camera but it's just starting to um blister on some of the metal bits under the paint and i looked at it and went i've 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 done you wrong camera you need to go and go to somebody who will do you right. So yeah, off it, off it's going to somebody who will look after it, it better. It is hard. It is hard. And and the number of people, I think I probably first heard it from Hamish, but the number of people these days who will quite willingly admit that they have two hobbies, they have like cameras and they have photography and, and, you know, keeping, keeping the focus on the photography is, is really hard. Uh, you know, and so, so well done, sorry for keeping at it. I mean, it's, that's quite a, uh, it's, it's quite an achievement, especially given the, the the nature of the process you've chosen and how damn hard it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I think probably my biggest achievement is not slicing my wrists with the with with the glass that I'm sanding down with the belt sander, which is, you know, I mean, to be honest, though, it only takes like three minutes, you know. So, um, so what are you shooting with, Sai? What are you using to shoot? <laughs> can you see it in the background? I can. Yeah, I can. It looks glorious yeah. from here, but we are quite a long way away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, right. So the the lens is is a big, heavy sort of Schneider lens. Um, so I, yeah, the the aperture that it, the the sort of fastest that it will go is five six, um, but it's really heavy, um, and that was just too heavy for the Intrepid um, to sort of deal with. In, in terms of, you know, the sort of original Mark One build, um, you know, when I bought it. So um, I've, I've sort of changed the, essentially all the, all the remains of the Intrepid is, is the bellows um, and the back standard. Um, the, the front standard is, um, is a Toyo 45 monorail. Um, and actually, the back standard is is now um, sort of a well, it's it's adapted from a Toyo four five, but I made sort of bigger with a welder and things. <laughs> <laughs> so you you very now much Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> it's an eight ten yeah yeah. Um, so, but I mean, to be honest, all, all I had to do is switch around a few things, um, and you know create a sort of a bigger pole for them the monorail um and and then that was that was it it was pretty much done in like i don't know an afternoon and now everything is 
really really solid bomb proof like you know the movements are all there um nothing nothing moves out of place at all um so i think for me personally i think like i would i'd really love to sort of commission uh, a monorail to be built um for me but you know that that one that i've kind of just built <laughs> kind of semi built behind me is it's doing the it's doing the job flawlessly, you know, time and time again. So um, it, it'll also take the the sort of big brass lens that I've got from uh, 1876. So um, the only problem with that is the sort of focal length is massive. So um, I I can't actually fit a, a shoot really in in the studio very well. Not not how I want to anyway. Um, so. So yeah, the, the the plan is to sort of build a, a camera to fit that lens, um, which will be, I think it'd be, I don't know, 16 by 18 or something like that, mm-hmm. around that size. That um, would be cool. That would be very, very cool. And yeah. highly portable. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, just to put it in your handbag, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen the size of your handbag, so I've seen it. That would <laughs> yeah. definitely fit in there. So it's pretty insane. You you mentioned earlier side that you know you've um, written a few articles about this work and you've been in touch with people about it and obviously mm-hmm. you're chatting to us about it now. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is very much still up in the air. Like there's there's no certainty about when anything is going to get back to normal at the moment. But yeah. do you have any tentative plans about what you're going to do with the work you've got and? It sounds like you're still making new work. How is that working? How are people getting in touch with you? How should people? If somebody's listening to this now and really wants to work with you and do something, you know, is there a path for that? Yeah, so essentially the, the two main paths are um, Instagram and Facebook, and, and the handle is the same, so it's at Mental Collodion. Um, so most of the work that is sort of you know easy to view is, is on the Instagram feed. Um, the the imminent plan is to submit funding application into Creative Scotland. Um, you know, so that is a really hefty process, um, and you know, one of which that you, you know I'm sort of working with uh, my friend Paul Whitehouse, um, who's amazing at, at sort of everything in terms of you know, literacy and, and, you know, all the rest of it. So he's helping me with the application, uh, but there's just loads of it. You know, it's, I don't know how many thousands of words that, that we're in, you know, but it's, it's, it's massive. Um, oh God. Um, so, you know, this, this, and it might just never even happen, mm. you know, but I've applied for, well, I will be applying for funding that will pay for, um, a, a decent vehicle um, to be converted to allow me to travel everywhere um, with all the gear and you know equipment and and sort of developing um, facilities to enable me to shoot um, portraits of people you know face to face when when that becomes you know I guess legal um, and safe um, so that that's kind of imminently um, you know saying that probably in the next sort of three months that that will be submitted. Um, if, if that doesn't come off, then, you know, within 
you know, from from sort of well, I'm shooting somebody on on Thursday actually long distance. Um, you know, so I'm I'm really hoping that 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 sort of process um, becomes, you know, the sort of interim project, if if that makes sense. Um, and I don't see any reason why it shouldn't. Um, so that that's what I plan to do within the next sort of three months is is keep shooting long distance, um, submit the application, and fingers crossed, um, you know, secure a van, convert it. Um, and then, you know, that will take us into sort of summer sort of time. Maybe restrictions will be lifted um, and maybe that will enable me to sort of start, start sort of traveling around the UK a bit more and and shooting further afield. Um, but but yeah, I mean, essentially, if, if people want to get in touch and, and, and book a, um, a long distance shoot, then Instagram and, and Facebook is the way forward. That's really cool. Um, but um, one, I guess, one sort of personal project that um, I'm going to embark on, um, I was invited to sort of submit an article to the Illustrated Collodion. Um, so that, you know, that, that, that requires new sort of content. Um, and I, I still haven't been back to the church where Dad passed away when he was preaching um other than to sort of you know go through the funeral and and all the rest of it but i haven't been through the, the sort of you know the healing sort of process um and having spoken to a lot of guys you know army guys forces guys um you know a lot of a lot of the school of thought is look don't put yourself through this if it's if it's going to be a negative thing if it's going to put you through shit don't do it if you don't really really need to go and do it um however i i'm just kind of thinking look maybe there's there's something in in actually going to the church um revisiting the location where i had to do the cpr and and effectively lost dad and 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 all of the carnage that that was that maybe go back take the camera take all of the lights and you know the the grow tent and bloody all all of that stuff um and um and set a shoot up there but but do it really you, you know sort of in a cathartic point of sort of view i don't know what the sh the plates would look like um obviously there'll be self portraits because i i really don't want to take anybody in with me mm. um so so that's that's kind of what i'm thinking about submitting for that that sort of um illustrated collodion piece um so that's in june um but but i have to go back to the church um in in march to be the bloody wedding photographer for my mum so she's she getting oh, married there so <laughs> you know so in in a way um i i have to do this anyway um and i i can't afford to sort of spiral out of control on their wedding day can i um you know because bless you that's that's nearly five years now um and um you know she, she sort of obviously moved on in in a really positive place and i don't want to let her down but at the same time 
I'm I'm kind of shit in the bed a bit because you know for the best will in the world flashbacks you know they can just literally sort of floor you so I want to be in the best position I can be to sort of deal with that and I think I need to go back to the the place and get immersed in that sort of wet plate process um and and just put whatever feelings come out onto plate in in the way that I do it and then I'm I'm thinking that'll be kind of job done and I can kind of move on from that um, and actually then I've got content for the article yeah. as well also <laughs> it, it's it's one of the great things about all photography but particularly the slower forms of photography uh particularly the forms of photography where you're sh- where you're making yourself the subject is that the entire exercise is about control you are in control of everything you are in control of the scene that you are in and so i i i wonder whether kind of going into these spaces whether your current memories and associations with them are situations that are completely out of your control and are nightmarish and to go back in there and to assert control and go no i am in charge of this space and what comes out of it it, it gives you a new viewpoint going forwards doesn't it and i mean like i said that's the great thing about doing stuff like self-portraiture is that you are everything is within your control there's nothing there's no surprises there you bring everything to that for better or for worse and you it's like you were saying earlier about the pictures what is inside of you can be then taken out and then looked at kind of semi-dispassionately and go okay that's what that looks like now i can see it um yeah it sounds good yeah I, th- I think that's exactly it it's kind of a tool to maybe sort of finalize the sort of the therapy that I've gone through and and in terms of sort of disassociating sort of emotions with with the event you know it's done it's dealt with you know um but but these flashbacks need to need to do one you know um so so yeah I think that's that's what I'm aiming to do anyway yeah um before we get towards the end here site it would be remiss because obviously a lot of people when you've been on in the past um generally speaking they've been on with um keith as well but you a couple of times you've been on with your co-danger boy uh david allen who's currently swimming around in a pool of feces by the sounds of it because he's in france and that's just what they do for entertainment there um (laughs) sorry dave um but it would be remiss of us not to ask how things are going with regards to some of the stuff you've done before and because i know you've had an involvement and been doing more stuff down at the tanks in the last year you've you know you've been helping out down there and doing stuff so uh, what's happening with that side of things okay so um your fondness for holes as it were (laughs) yes fondness for holes and darkness and oily stuff um (laughs) So what can I tell you? I I can tell you that I've been working on something myself. Um, So I guess a long story short, um, when we um, premiered uh, Tanky Muck, you know, Muck One Shot, um, or One Shot Inching Down, as it's more sort of professionally known, um, one of the, the, the owners of the facility came to the screening. And a long story short, um, I ended up um, doing some sort of consultancy for them in terms of health and safety and fire and stuff, um, which also gave me the benefit of keys to places. Um, so um, I spent a long time, um, a very, very long time, down the tanks, um, reinstating 
um, one of the oldest winches that that raises the um, the swing arm pipe, which was used to sort of um, to to fill and empty the the oil uh, from the tanks and pipe it down to to Invergordon. So I was able to do this with all of the original gear. So you can imagine it was a little bit sketchy in terms of you know this this huge multi hundred ton pipe on on very old cable and stuff. So um, I I did a little yeah I think there's going to be about I don't know half an hour sort of mini documentary then about that um, when I get round to sort of editing it and you know doing all the other bits and bobs. Um, the, the, you know that that's one thing the other thing that i did there i don't know if i can speak but i probably can't but um you can we give you permission no secret holes right. on the sunny 16 podcast so okay. all right well you might have to cut a little bit out of this anyway but um so I, I had set up um you'll definitely have to cut a lot of this out um <laughs> you're shaking your head well, <laughs> Shot if you don't. I don't. Don't let him railroad you, Sai. Just uh, <laughs> if, oh yeah. If, if if you shouldn't be talking about it, Sai. If you shouldn't be talking about it, then don't talk about it because I'm not going to cut anything from this. Are you not going to cut any of it out? No, it's no. Have you never listened to a Sunny yeah. Sixteen podcast? That's where they run for three hours. <laughs> no. Um, well, so don't no, start so swearing I, now. Uh, yeah, I know you got me swearing. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> So I, I had to set up for something um, that's going to be on TV um, soon um, in the next sort of four months or so. Um, so I had to deal with all health and safety and fire issues down there for a, a big, 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 massive um, TV production thing um, that will look shit hot. Um, Simon yeah, Riddell so- is James Bond in... <laughs> night vision all sorts of shit awesome that sounds cool well we'll we'll just have to keep an eye on your feed side for more news in this, in this multi-million pound production were there any paddling pools <laughs> um no no paddling pools no 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 bad accidents lots of shouting though um and um yeah, that's it. <laughs> Hollywood has picked up rights to Tanky and has been shooting a sequel down there. Yeah. And you only got to be health and safety consultant. <laughs> Tanky no, one shot two. I don't think there could ever be a sequel to Tanky. Jesus. Um, <laughs> could or should be a sequel? Is that what we're asking? <laughs> there definitely um, should be. I think there should be. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think I don't think we can do anything else down there anywhere as. Being stupid is bloody <laughs> printing that three uh, three prints, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've been on some adventures anyway. You've been on some underground adventures that we won't say anymore because we don't want you to break your NDAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big one. Um, it's a, it's a big one. Um, so you mentioned earlier, so, uh, your um, the at mental collodion handle for on Instagram and on Facebook. What's your personal one as well, so, so people can follow you? So when you can start talking about this stuff, they can actually hear what's going on. So I guess the sort of um, less filtered, less art sort of artistic side of things is SR Film Photography mm-hmm. um, on on Instagram. Um, I'm not. I, I tend not to be on Twitter a lot, um, but. But yeah, 
at SR Film Photography on Instagram is kind of like the lesser sort of filtered one. People can see where I've been jumping off cliffs and going into holes and shit like that. And yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where where that is. <laughs> um, other than that, um, you'll have to be in the circle of trust like you guys are to to sort of <laughs> see what. <laughs> you say circle of trust, I say circle of insanity, but potato, potato. Yeah. 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 So, Jesus. God. Some of the stuff that I've been up to, honestly, is not fit for much at all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, is this where we advertise our new Patreon account to listen to the, yeah, the unfiltered Cyrus <laughs> Bells? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> We better wrap it up there, Graham, before we get this poor gentleman to say something that, that he shouldn't. Graham. Yeah, absolutely. Hard to imagine that I would say something that he shouldn't. But yeah, I think you're right, Aidan. I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, well, yeah, me too. It's been great to talk to you. I'm just wondering which one of you has the less self-control. <laughs> <laughs> it's going. I think I've done pretty well from a swearing point of view tonight. You've done pretty done well. Very well. It's it's Go getting on. wobbly as we get towards the end, though, Sorry, which is why we it, definitely need to get out of here. What's in, that, what's, in that, what's in that inconspicuous mug you've been sipping from? Is it a cup of tea or is it something stronger? It's coffee, darling. Oh, oh okay. you should Fair not enough. be drinking coffee at nine o'clock, at ten o'clock at night, Simon. See? Yeah, yeah I'm probably not going to get any sleep tonight, am I? But no, it's um, it's a little bit of red wine. If I if I'm <laughs> Brutally honest. I'm just trying to find a little picture for you to, to end end on. Well, while, while you're finding that, Graham, are there any parish notices today? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think well, I'm planning to do a backing paper next weekend um, to catch up with some of the listener email and stuff like that. And we will have later in the week... Um, Claire's latest on-film episode going out on the Sunny 16 Presents feed, and last week we had I Dream of Cameras episode four uh, going up, which I I love those guys, Jeff and Gabe. Um, one, they are just doing a fantastic job of producing this podcast. Um, which I say it's going it's going out every fortnight. They're turning up on my inbox more rapidly than that. They're having a great time doing it. I also greatly admire their um, merchandising chops. I, I was listening to it today and. They, there's a, an expression they come up with in the show and I have to look at Instagram around the same time as I was listening to the show and they've already got a t-shirt with that saying on it so good work them <laughs> as, as they say in Spaceballs merchandising, merchandising merchandising it's all about merch isn't it at the it end of the day is. it certainly it's, is sorry. cool, well have you taken any cheap shots, challenge shots yet? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. I have been thinking actively about the cheap shots challenge, but I have not got as far as taking any pictures yet. Um, but you know, well, we've well, got. I've been thinking passively about. It. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking. Is thinking. Ed, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> a strain you're on fires occasionally. You know? mm, yeah, yeah. It's it's difficult because to be honest, I mean, I would say in the normal circumstances. 95% of my photography output is cliche, but it's the wrong time of year for flower photography, aid. What am I going to do? My default cliche photography, I can't do at the moment because how long is how long is this round of the cheap shots challenge going? Will you get any will you get any uh well what comes out early I mean, on? What are those blue ones that live under trees called? Uh, bluebells. Mushroom. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> I was gonna go with smurfs actually, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, well, <laughs> probably well, snobbly, um, snowdrops, snowdrops, the blue like, ones that live under trees, snowbells. Yeah, yeah. I think you've been eating these mushrooms. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, daffodils. Yeah, the blue ones that live under trees. Lions. What are the big yellow ones? Daffodils. (laughs) Daffodils. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I might be able to get some cliche flower shots in. um, But no, I I have been. I've been thinking about it, and because yeah, it's a good point bringing it up actually, because. We have had some entries come in already. It's brilliant. I, I thought this one might spark our listeners' attention. And we have had a couple of entries in already. So the fires have been lit. So it's, what do we say, end of February, Aid? I think it was we talked about it. End of February for getting entries in. So you've got 26 days. It's 28 days this year, right? Would it be too much? Would it be too close to home to submit a photo of a middle-aged bloke strewn with loads of cameras around his neck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for one for one horrible moment, I thought you were going to say, would it be too close to home to have a, a picture of a middle-aged man strewn with rose petals over his naked body, and I was about to have palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, this probably says more about uh, our mental health than anybody else's. So, um, uh, hey, yeah. um, I, I, this is where I confess I've totally forgotten how to get out of a Sunny Sixteen podcast. How well, does that I'm sure you'll manage your aid. I look forward to sitting back and watching you struggle. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sorry, have we bought you enough time? You said you were looking for a photo. Uh, yeah, I sent it sort of privately on a different platform. So, you, oh, okay. Have- an after show party photo okay yeah. All right. well, uh, yeah well i'll tell you what let's say let's say goodbye then um and uh and thank you sorry great to speak to you um i'm loving the, the not not just the output which is fantastic but the thought behind it blows me away uh, and, and what you're doing with the mental collodion is, is astonishing so you know really really quite something but it's it's just great to talk to you great to see you um and uh, and Graham too, of course. Great to see you too, Graham. <laughs> yeah, less great, but I get it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and I, I just want to echo. It's it's not just lovely to see you, sorry. It's lovely to see you in a good space as well, because uh, a lot of people have found the last um, ten months really hard, really really hard. And I think it's good to talk about this. You know, I think it's good to, to recognise that fact. And it's but it's good to speak to you in a space where you feel like you, where you are climbing out of it and moving upwards it's awesome yeah thanks guys it you know it really means a lot a to be sort of um you know invited on to the to the show um speaking publicly is also like <laughs> it's like a privilege um and yeah i'm i'm just like yeah blown away that you you're so supportive um you know because that 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 just means an incredible incredible amount um yeah and it, it you know it, it is it is exactly how you said it sort of graham you know i am in a great place at the moment and it's taken shit tons of effort to get there but you know hopefully that that will be an inspiration to to you know whoever else is is doing with shit to, to just make small steps and um you know sooner or later those small steps equate to sort of being on the top of a mountain so which is actually where i was today so um nice I don't think I've actually managed. I think I went down to the down the driveway to bring the bins in today. That's about as much, <laughs> as, I, as, much action as I got today. <laughs> but no, uh, it, it means a lot. So thanks very much, and um, hopefully people will find something positive as well out of it. So great. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, all right. Let's try this then. Let's see if we can get out of this okay. show. <laughs> um, 
how does it go again? So we have been the Sunny 16 podcast. It's so much in my brain, says TFOP. Thank you for listening. Never mind about that. Some other podcast I do with some weirdos, foreigners mostly. Uh, Actually, all foreigners actually (laughs) come to the event. Uh, we have been the Sunny 16 podcast and it has been an honour to talk to Sai, it has been an honour to talk, talk to Graham and it has been an honour to talk to you all out there who are listening. We will play you out. Actually, do we still play out with Rachel's brand? <laughs> oh, uh, yes, we do. <laughs> At least try and... <laughs> we haven't done this in a while, have we? We will play you <laughs> out. What, as listened? Apparently, <laughs> as always. <laughs> You're definitely getting that. Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll play you out with Rachel's band Rocker. Uh, you can get their album, Promises I Should Have Kept, on Bandcamp, on Amazon, on iTunes, no, Spotify, oh, MySpace. <laughs> Bing. Yeah. Lycos, Alta Vista. Argos. Oh god. Argos still exists just about, but only inside of Sainsbury's. There's a UK, UK knowledge for you there, UK retail knowledge. Um, yeah, ah, okay. Right, Graham, you've got the edit. Roll the music. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.